Now, each Friday, we are joined from our friends at Freedom of Religion South Africa, and they talk to us about the state of religious freedom uh, in South Africa. Uh, Freedom of Religion South Africa is a legal advocacy organization which works to protect and promote your constitutional right to religious freedom in the beautiful country of South Africa. This morning we are joined by Michael Swain. He is the executive director of 4SA. Uh, Michael, you have studied law abroad. You've been successful in business. You were co-founder of the His People Every Nation Church Movement in South Africa. And I'm glad to have you with us this morning. Thanks for joining us, brother. Oh, it's great to be with you, Mark. Thank you for having me on the show as always. Now, Michael, uh, obviously you're joining us from Cape Town. I assume that the weather is fair down there because the weather has been a little bit grotty up in up in Johannesburg. We had a cold front that came through, even at rain, I think yesterday or the day before. Um, but but I'm hoping that, uh, that that kind of summer sun is on the way and we're warming out of winter. I, I realize that you didn't phone in uh, to give us the weather channel, but, but are you having a nice day in the fairest Cape? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's chilly and cloudy and it's, it's been raining. So oh, no. We're, we're all huddled up in front of our fires. Well, I, w- I, wonder, <laughs> I wonder if the winds are going to blow that up to Gauteng and we're going to get cold uh, later on. Michael, as you join us uh, this morning, I, I know that there's always a lot going on in South Africa as it relates to religious freedom, um, but this morning we're particularly talking about responses to the Department of Health. Yes, the the draft health regulations. It seems that uh, this will never end. We obviously had a big push earlier in the year when these draft health regulations were first promulgated. Mm. And uh, just to refresh the listeners, uh, when we came out of lockdown, you might recall there were some interim regulations which uh, Minister Kosozana Dlamini Zuma passed, which were valid for a month. Yes. And then what happened was that the Minister of Health effectively took over and he immediately passed uh, three regulations. One was uh, enforcing mask wearing, another was to do with restricting the number of people allowed at public gatherings, and then there were some travel restrictions. And he also extended comment on a whole raft of draft health health regulations, which are the things which are very, very concerning. Let me explain why. Yeah. The, the Health Act allows the minister to pass health regulations because obviously you would imagine that if we were suddenly faced with a health crisis, you need the Minister of Health to be able to respond swiftly and to take actions and to, you know, obviously deal with the situation. Sure. But in this case, he's expanding his powers significantly, we believe, beyond uh, what the Act should allow, uh, uh, effectively uh, to pass regulations which will give him the same level of powers, potentially, that um, the minister, Kosozana Glamini-Zuma, enjoyed at the height of lockdown. And these powers are sweeping. You might remember we were effectively confined to our houses. We were told what we could and could not eat, where we could go, what time we had to be home, uh, how many people we were allowed to have in our um, churches, for example. Yeah, yeah. And he's what, 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 what he's able to do is he's able to pass regulations under the Health Act. Uh, and all he has to do, which he has done, is to notify uh, a, 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 as a medical disease anything that he considers to be worthy of that. So COVID, for example, which, as we know, has really lost its um, 
deadliness. It obviously was a deadly disease in certain various earlier um, iterations, but now effectively it, it has run its course, so to speak. It's endemic. We have to live with it. The vast majority of people have immunity for it, but yet he has listed it as a level two notifiable medical condition. Um, what that means is it's the same category, for example, as you'll find diseases like tuberculosis or uh, hepatitis uh, or typhoid. I mean, you know, these are obviously deadly diseases. Uh, COVID, I don't believe by any stretch of the imagination, any more categorizes or, or qualifies as that. But now he can effectively implement all these regulations um, at any time he chooses. No accountability. Uh, no, he doesn't have to answer to Parliament. He doesn't have to answer to um, the public, uh, certainly. And uh, even as we've seen, the law courts uh, are a very slow and cumbersome way of challenging regulations and often unsuccessful. Mm, mm. Uh, so, so we have this we, we have this scary reality of um, of the possibility of onerous laws being whimsically um, promulgated and then applied in our lives. What can we as citizens of South Africa do about these kinds of things? Well, I think number one, be informed about them. I mean, for for example one of the options that are given to the minister under these regulations will be to say uh, enforce a compulsory quarantine in a government facility um, it also enables him to make people have mandatory treatment that could in include for example you know compelled vaccinations um, uh, th there is a, a 10-year jail sentence for non-compliance if, if, if you refuse to comply with these regulations. So uh, these are pretty sweeping, uh, even draconian powers that he's granting himself. Mm. And yes, he may not use them. In fact, we believe that they are utterly unconstitutional because they infringe so many of our rights unreasonably uh, and unjustifiably that we believe that they will be unconstitutional anyway even if he tries to push them forward uh, and they will certainly be legally challenged at that point but what we can do is number one be informed but secondly we have literally uh, till midnight tonight this is the last day when the public can make their own submissions and object to this and that's a very important thing because obviously the more people who voice their objections or concerns the louder that voice becomes and part of our democratic process uh, says that government must take into account public sentiment that's why these things are open for comment in the first place yes, yes. and so have your voice heard make your voice known because the more voices the louder the voice and you can do that by the way by going to the forsa.org.za website that's forsa.org.za and you can click on uh, the image on the home page and that'll take you straight through to the DSA platform which we recommend where you can make your individual submissions it will go to government and already I'm very pleased to say over 320,000 people have made submissions on this matter which gives you an indication <laughs> of just how critically important it is I mean 320,000 is an incredibly large number of people who have who want to have a voice as it relates to uh, this potential legislation um, uh, when it comes to the DSA website so if you go to uh, freedom of religions website so that's 4 
www.ca.co.za. Uh, on the front page, there's kind of like a, a doctor with a with a uh, not a red cross, it's a white cross in a in a red block, um, and it says uh, there, there's a little button which says "Have your say." If you click there, it will take you straight through to the DSouthAfrica.co.za website and to the Health Act Amendment uh, section. Um, as people are filling this out, uh, any kind of anything that they need to know as they're filling out this particular form, Michael. Well, there are obviously um, reasons why you should object or or can object. Uh, We have a a short video, for example, on that site that you can watch, which will give you the highlights. And there are drop-down boxes, which will also give you uh, the options, if you like, uh, like almost like a multiple choice as to what the major concerns are. So, yes, it's very easy to do. It will literally take you two minutes. And as I say, the more voices... The, the the louder the volume so we thoroughly recommend even if you haven't done so already or even if you have and you've uh, decided that you didn't say everything you wanted to say the first time mm. then get onto that site make your submission midnight tonight is the cutoff so this yeah. is truly the last opportunity and clearly after this of course we're going to see and wait what uh, the minister's going to do and depending upon what he does if he does try to push forward these things then it will be us and i'm sure other organizations uh, who will be very swift to take action because there is no justification anymore uh using covid as the excuse for the type of regulations that uh, he says that he needs well south africa and radio pulpit listeners in particular you have 13 hours 37 minutes and 27 seconds to have your voice heard uh, on this particular issue it really is simple you go to the foisa website that's uh, foisa.org.za uh, on the home page the very first um uh, kind of pop-up visual that you see um, is an opportunity to click across to the dear south africa.co.za health act amendment um uh, 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 comment uh, section have your say and the videos that Michael is talking about is actually just below the form that you fill out so as you're filling out the form if there's something that you want a little bit more information about or you want to understand before you actually put your name to it you can just scroll down you'll see a photo of uh, Michael and Daniela and you can click that and listen to them a very helpful short video that explains exactly what is going on uh, there's a number of other resources at the bottom of the page as well uh, that can help you to make an informed comment uh, on this particular uh, issue. Michael, thank you so much. I, I, you know, as always, enjoy engaging with you. I realize that this is the pressing issue this week. Uh, I'm looking forward to next week and talking on, on, on even more issues that South Africa is facing uh, as it relates to religious freedom in our land. Yes, I, I will be in, in South Korea next week. Uh, I've been invited to a major international uh, interfaith conference there where I'm speaking on religious freedom. So uh, would appreciate the prayers of your listeners. I'm speaking on Thursday next week, 4 p.m. Korean time. Well, I, I can't I can't speak on behalf of every single listener, but I can say for myself, I, I certainly will be praying for you, mate. Um, yeah, do trust that the Lord blesses you.